Just as a disclaimer going into this episode, uh, Jack and myself recorded this in person, of course, in a social distance manner during the UK COVID-19 restrictions. However, this disclaimer is more so about (laughs) this editing. It was a nightmare to edit this episode. There was a lot of bleed over between our two microphones. And even though I did a great job, uh, as best a job as I could, at least uh, trying to deal with that in post, you might hear some like echoing or secondary voices in the background during this episode it shouldn't be too much i did quite a good job uh going back through it with ep- editing but just so you know if you do hear any strange <laughs> background noise um that isn't your microphone or your that isn't your speakers that's purely down to the fact that you know i guess my lack of foresight here we are going to continually improve our work here at the ugsg um undergraduate survival guide but yeah just as a disclaimer just so you know going into this one um <laughs> I put a lot of time into editing this, uh, so there, there may be some issues, but that's something you can at least now that you now you know. So it's better in mind. Um, and yeah, with that said, uh, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Flip and what's up, everyone? This is Jordan from the Undergraduate Survival Guide. So this is our first ever in person. This is obviously recorded post lockdown. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> yeah, this is recorded post lockdown. I've got a mask on anyway because you know you can never be too safe. Yeah. Oh, right. sorry, I, I haven't introduced myself. Um, <laughs> what's going on, guys? I'm Jack. Formerly, well, Betterly, no, Betterly on is what? Yeah, Betterly isn't even a word. <laughs> um, no, nah, yeah, I'm I'm Jack, known as Jack Gilbert. Um, yeah, nice. Me and Jordan are just going to chat today. Yeah, man, it's running through. What? I was gonna, I had an intro planned in my head as well, like a funny one, but it's completely gone out of my head. Yeah, well, oh, no, it's because uh, I heard, I saw your your video. What? yesterday day before yesterday yeah and shane was like yeah i'm a former a-side coach oh <laughs> yeah shit, yeah no yeah i got to be fair i got them to introduce themselves um but obviously i thought to myself i could introduce myself but it's my channel so it doesn't really make sense mm, that's the thing um but yeah what what could i say former former left former left midfield uh for gcse pfc uh i also played for a-side I, what was the difference i can't even remember like, the difference now GCSE was like what we used when it was like GCSE versus Squeezy. Okay, MP. so like John Proctor stuff. Yeah. And oh, then, and then AVB was, of yeah, course, yeah. of course. I yeah. think ASAP was supposed to be like more of us, but basically it was just you guys and Jason, right? <laughs> and Jason. Jason. And, yeah. and J- Jason, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to be, no, we had, we had Josh Lyons. Yeah, that didn't Josh really Crow make sense. It didn't really make sense. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry for that. That's not really <laughs> That's my fair. choice. As Shane said, he was the manager, so. Yeah, true. To be fair, I think I would have played one, but I refereed. Yeah, oh yeah, you were the ref, weren't you? <laughs> Fuck no, that seems like so long ago now. That was funny, man. What? I, I think I sent someone off. Was it Sean? No, I sent. I gave Sean a yellow card for like, no reason. Oh sure. <laughs> he still brings it up to this day. He's like, yeah, I never forget when you when you booked me that game. That seriously, that it feels like a lifetime ago because you kind of remember. You only remember the good parts in your head. Yeah. And for us as a team, I remember with the A side team, we were. Um, I think it was. It we did one. Year 11, year 12, and year 13 summer. So that was like a trip. There was a trilogy of games. It was what, 11 aside games? 11 aside games. Jeez, man. But we only won the first game. And that's because <laughs> at the time, like, you know, we, you, you played like football every day at lunch. You yeah, were like really yeah. fit. And, but when we went into sick form, like that's when like the drinking and drugs started to get involved. And so, <laughs> so like by the second one, that, that by, by the time the second one rolled around the year 12 summer, Mm. we got absolutely smoked. thumped yeah smoked and then the third one i think we we gave it all that because we were like yeah last year you had like tony to help you out like dig you out of the grave we put <laughs> oh, you in yeah and then we got absolutely smashed <laughs> and then after we were just like fuck it we don't care yeah yeah literally let's go back to ben's i forgot about tony and they had the bot 
the foreigners we called it back then it's like they didn't go to St. Mark's so they can't ah uh, yeah like the, the alien <laughs> the alien place <laughs> yeah no, that's yeah. hilarious we I think we brought back I think Ben ended up counting as one of those players because he like left ben. Oh, left yeah. and came back, didn't he? Yeah. I think that was my rule, actually. That was it your rule? <laughs> there you go, yeah. No, oh, yeah, good man. times, man, good times. Yeah, this summer as well we played. Well, you weren't there. But no, yeah, I missed was, out on uh, that. Squeezy Ace, that was the worst game. Was it? It was fun, but like after five minutes, everyone was dead. I was going to say, how were, how were fitness <laughs> levels? Not good, not good. Especially with um, lockdowns. Yes. We played in like July, so that was what three months of not going outside at all. Yeah, yeah. It was hard to say though because some people took like lockdown one really seriously and tried to mm. like rebuild themselves, That's whereas true. like I guess other people on the other spectrum were just playing like Warzone <laughs> every day. <laughs> yeah, like James was had infinite stamina. He'd been running and stuff. I think Ben was quite fit. Ben, yeah, Ben's yeah. Ben's quite a big runner, I think. But Shane, to be fair, Shane's always been like had an engine anyway. But I could just tell he he wasn't. He wasn't, wasn't the same. He wasn't the right back he once was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He played in goal quite a lot, actually. Ah, fair. Dylan was funny. Yeah, Dil, oh, man. Dil used to be the big runner out of everyone we knew, didn't he? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know anymore, but, you know, I'm sure I'm sure he's still got an engine, like you say. I'll never forget when Dylan um, <laughs> rode around the school. <laughs> yeah, do you know, it's mad. I had to, I was like, there's always like new members of the family that kind of like introduce, you know, in like family gatherings. Mm. And somehow Dylan always gets brought up and his like, antics <laughs> at school. It's like bizarre. I feel like everyone I know just has like one or two Dylan stories, one or two Gareth stories. <laughs> yeah, Gareth <laughs> stories as well. <laughs> oh my God. Like, yeah, I've got this friend who uh, nah, J- stole a girl's even, hair. Is and- it, uh, was it James Holland stories maybe? Or like I remember Hill having, there was oh, always Hill. stories of Hill. Even though I wasn't massively like good friends with Hill or like close friends with Hill. I, hmm. I would, you know. It, it, there was always stories that you could bring up like oh this one guy at school he's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a legend yeah. to be fair I love that guy I find it funny how I don't know what your your take on this is as well but like when I talk to guys at uni about school it's like I've always got like all these memories probably got the same for you mm. but I find it weird when there are guys like oh I didn't really enjoy school just didn't really do anything like, do you know what I, I completely agree mate yeah I, I meet a lot of people I met a lot of people at university who didn't really enjoy school as much as I think I, it's quite strange because when um a lot of people but do you know what I, I a lot of my family even didn't enjoy school and they went to the same school as wow. us and I, I feel like we were just really fortunate as to our year were very I don't know we all got on and we all, <laughs> yeah, we, all yeah. we all really had this like I, I don't know how to describe it we, we all clearly enjoyed school mm. um, it's bizarre that other people that I meet don't seem to agree yeah. Because this, uh, despite the school being quite a strict school, I would say mm. we, we you almost learnt to like bend the rules a bit and make it enjoyable. I that's think that's thing, what yeah. was funny about it. We mm. because it was such a like um, I, I would call it strict. Would you Catholic school quite strict? It was the, like strict. Definitely the I would describe it as strict, but it never really felt it, yeah, strict. Yeah, because it didn't really care unless you got caught. Exactly, I mean, yeah. I guess it was it is, the but... getting caught bit that was like the strict <laughs> part about it. But yeah, then again, yeah. when you think about like, I feel like when my sister perhaps didn't enjoy, like why my sister perhaps didn't enjoy school is because of like girls were really like, um, I feel like girls were picked on more than boys. It seemed like all the kind of the, the dress code and the yeah. all of that kind of jazz uh, didn't seem to agree or um, not agree, but um, work well with the women in the school where a lot of yeah. the school were 
trying to basically turn them into nuns and that doesn't work <laughs> for everyone. It's, com- it's mm. completely understandable why you would almost not rebel, but yeah, well, not conform like, yeah, to yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. With boys, it's like kind your of shirt's you. untucked, like mm. big deal. But the only thing I didn't like was the, the choose law. Well, no, hair was actually a big problem for me. Oh yeah, personally. hair, yeah. I was always going to offer my hair. No, yeah, it was stupid as well. Like mm. it's, it was completely unfair with some people as well, especially with like facial hair. Yeah, oh man. They were like <laughs> making men who were like clearly didn't want to have facial hair at a certain age. They were like mm. forcing them to shave. Like how weird is that? Yeah, yeah. It's like just hitting puberty. Like, random things have gone into your body. Yeah. It's like, now nah, get rid of You're it. You're getting shouted at for <laughs> having facial hair. Yeah, yeah, sent home. I'm happy I didn't have a beard until yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Same, mate. <laughs> I literally only started looking in the mirror and going, oh, damn, you need to shave more regularly, mate. <laughs> Honestly, nah, but that was nuts. Other than that, I know what you mean. I think girls definitely had it tougher. Like mm. the whole... um skirts and tights that they couldn't wear trousers at all um, yeah the blazer rule i think wasn't that deep for guys because we didn't really care we just rolled our sleeves up pulled it a day mm. but i know a lot of girls complained about that yeah I, and again like I, th- I feel like sometimes you just as a personality you get on with people or teachers a lot more mm. not that you like respect your authority but i felt like if i just put my head down for a lot of the time yeah. Other people were kind of, <laughs> if you were poking your head up, it's like a fucking, it's like being on the, the, the front line at war. If you're poking your head up, you're going to get yeah, shot. You're asking for it. Then. You're asking, literally. <laughs> I just kept my head down and just fucking got on with things. And I, that's how I think I enjoyed it more because I would watch the things going on around me and observe mm. to make the memories. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like I was always involved in stuff, but I, ne- I rarely got caught. There was one time I'll never forget it. We were doing like the, um, the wanking sound, you know, when you put your hands together. <laughs> I'm trying to describe it for like the audio, but <laughs> how do we describe this? Right, you put like. <laughs> Let's see if we can uh, recreate the sound for the mic. <laughs> that, that's it. That's a disturbing sound that's right it. there. I gotta cut that one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, no, like, well, you put no. two hands together and like a. Put your five fingers and thumb, four fingers and thumb separate, and just like hit against your knee. Yeah. I was doing that for like twenty minutes, didn't get caught. And then Michael Harvey like tried to crop me. <laughs> Instantly, Mr. Hayne turns around like, what are you doing? I feel like Mike, Michael and Dylan had X's on their back. Yeah. <laughs> Kahane was on them. No, they, they were all like, Kahane was lovely as well. And like, mm. I feel like um, t- towards the end of school, they all kind of built that kind of bond, didn't they? At yeah, the start, yeah, yeah. it was very childish thing. But as you grew up, you, cut, you, begot, you, you come to care about them. I could tell that between mm. them three anyway. I definitely... To be fair, I, didn't, I never really saw Dylan much in school, to be fair. But I can definitely say it from Michael's standpoint. Yeah. Like, I feel like, Kahane, did she go to... She went to our last our end of year mass. I think she went to um Patrick's funeral. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, it says Kah- a lot. Kahane Kah- Kah- was definitely part of our lives because she was part of our church. Oh, okay, fair enough. We, we talk about, like, churches and things like we're, like, <laughs> true religious people. But, like, it's something we've grown up with. But until, mm. like, I suppose... Last time I went to church was Patrick's funeral, really. Wow. Same Before that, well. go. Mm. Did we go to, we must have went in sixth form, mustn't we? We must. Nah. Nah? Nah. Wasn't forced upon. Oh yeah, because we had, we had um, different religions come to the school, didn't we? Yeah. There you go, yeah. That's we quite... had like a leavers mass. Called, yeah, ceremonial mass. Yeah, yeah, ceremonial was a better word, yeah. Oh, I used to remember um, the first and last time I was ever given permission to like speak during one of the masses. Um, they left a laser, like the, the, the slide thing you left to me the yeah. remote <laughs> yeah. I was just like changing slides randomly shooting lasers at the priest's eyes and stuff. Oh my God. I got rinsed after that I can't remember the teacher's name she left the Australian music teacher she hated me Australian music 
be fair, we're, we're, yeah. I, I don't know, drama I, how, how far do we, how far are we allowed to like discuss kind of school in this kind of? Uh, it doesn't matter. Does it not matter? <laughs> no, yeah. No, to be fair, I, I, yeah. Come, going back to the point we were starting with, yeah. Like I, I have really enjoyed school. I can't lie. Mm. Whereas, uh, yeah, like you say, a lot of people when we went to uni, they, they. Do you know what I think it is? It was strict, and it if you weren't able to catch up and kind of stay within that margin of success, mm. you were penalised for it. But I feel like if you got okay. through to, um. The later stages being the later years like yeah. you you could just ride it almost um and at the end of the day it did benefit us like massively i'm not saying i'm massively academic yeah. but when i went to uni i realized i was like a better academic than a lot of the people i was who were around me mm. yeah it's no, kind of weird to say because at school i wouldn't have considered it's myself but yeah because I guess they made they taught you how to work, which is important. Exactly, yeah. Like I wouldn't necessarily an academic, but I know how to work when when I need to. Yeah, you know how to turn, put the afterburners on when it when it yeah, yeah, yeah if yeah. it means if it <laughs> means something. Because I, I think that comes from for me personally, it came from like doing homework. <clears throat> so I never worked at home, but that that break before maths, I, was, <laughs> I, I could turn out like fifty questions. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Like you learn how to, I mean, to, you learn to cheat as well, I guess, but. More importantly, you learn how to put the work in. Mm. You get creative with your, not cheating, but you get creative with how you complete your work as well, I guess. Like, yeah. it's an example of what you've just given. Yeah. Being efficient. That's the word I want to use. Efficiency. <laughs> exactly. That's the word we we're looking for. But yeah, no, I do feel sorry for the people who didn't really enjoy school, whether that be they were picked on or, or they couldn't keep up with the work or they just had like, a lot of people just have like household problems, which occur whilst they're at school and it's just that's unfair true. that that's just that point of their life that these things are occurring yeah, yeah. and I, I really feel for those people because it kind of like impacts the rest of your life mm. um those are important years as well yeah really important years <clears throat> for me it kind of worked in my favor like i had a lot of crap going on back home but i was like if home's gonna be trashed let me at least enjoy school right. <laughs> which is completely um, understandable as well yeah mm. you're right screaming hole <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, so many of those random, r- random memories, which, like the shaking of the stones in the back of the holes of your shoes in like oh, yeah. tests and things like that. How pathetic is that? But how hilarious is it? Literally, was it? Oh my days! I just remembered. I think it might have been Tom or Ben, one of the two long-haired kids. <laughs> long-haired kids. I think it was like French verbal, like the listening exam. They put like they, the teachers like um, oh, can you put all your unauthorized uh, items in front of the class? Yeah, and Tom like pulls out like a spoon or something. Or, like, <laughs> <laughs> crack spoon flipping <laughs> uh, nuts but nah it, it's quite funny as well how um, with um, TikTok being popular at the moment and like what you um, you begin to discover how everyone kind of had the same life everyone's lived the same life really mm, and yeah, some yeah. of the TikToks about the exam halls when the the um, examiner will come over <laughs> and be like I can't help you but I'm going to read <laughs> the question out yeah if Darren has Seven eggs. <laughs> it's so hilarious, like how how everyone's lived the same life, on like even down to the people who were taking exams for you, and they're all the same as well. Like yeah, how, yeah, how bizarre yeah. is that? So funny, mate. So funny. So nuts because it, it's just the system is the same for everyone. Even at uni, to be fair, to some degree, exams haven't really changed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if it's different for you. I mean, I didn't really have exams. Just load of coursework. And yeah. God bless. I fucking. I'm so glad I left exams behind at A-levels mm. because not, not that, well, no, 
I think I feel I feel like like that was the stem of like where anxiety came from for me. Exams, exams for sure. Mm. I could deal with it and I could do it, but sometimes oh, anxiety levels were high, and I didn't even know what anxiety was back Until, then. So yeah. like, so realizing in the past, thinking shit, that's what anxiety was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I did all coursework and final grad projects, so I was blessed. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like people you're, you're either in one camp or the other. Uh, for exams or coursework. Mm. I definitely enjoy not having a coursework right now because like during COVID, I just don't do anything. <laughs> understandable, mate. Understandable. But I, I guess f- traditionally it's way easier. Yeah, like I, I understand <clears throat> how people can turn up on the day and just feel like they don't want to put the work in until the last minute. Mm. Being from both camps where a lot of people I went to uni with whilst doing... um what do you call it? Like a grad project and like mm. coursework. Um, and they've done that throughout college as well. And even like GCSE. Yeah. yeah, from, yeah. from me, who's come from exams, 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 and finally being able, it is, it truly is like relaxing. <laughs> That's mad. Here that it's going to be a coursework course mm. and like a final grad project. So I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> this is piss. That's crazy. Uh, it does almost make you like lax a bit more, which might not be good enough. But I finished with a two one, so I I was fucking happy. To, <laughs> I was happy to finish with what I got. That's what you need. It made it made my uni experience a bit more chilled. So. Mm. <clears throat> I think like I would enjoy having coursework now to a degree because like you you're always pressured, which sounds like a bad thing. But like having to self motivate is because I just don't do any work, and I come to June, it's like crap. Now I've got. To, smash all this stuff out for this exam yeah i yeah i i i feel like i don't know some coursework is like a fucking 10 day exam at the end of every term anyway okay a lot of my essays were just like right you've got 10 days left yeah 10 days is about enough time to take it pretty relaxing (laughs) for like an amount of time Mm. but if i i always gave myself 10 days because if i did dawdle about for the first three or four days then i still have like a week or so to like really fucking whip myself into action I, I, I can remember some people obviously being like, yeah, I did my final grad project oh, essay or my, my dissertation <laughs> in 16 hours and got, an, got a first. It's like, fucking okay, hell. you're fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> like is it, <laughs> it's psychotic <laughs> behavior right there. How, how many how words you, is that? Like 15,000? They're doing 60. That's uh, a thousand hours. It, it can, be, it can be between, yeah, uh, or up to, um, yeah, it's quite scary to be fair. The fact that they're like able to, they have the ability to like reference, not crumble under the anxiety, have all the readings and books mm-hmm. around them that would work with the essay or like, I don't know how it works. Um, but yeah, I, I was never like that. I kind of just gave myself enough time to get through. Yeah, yeah. Made it more fun. Were you like consistent throughout your three years? <clears throat> Where you kind of like, um, you done? I, I would say. Uh, does does everyone's first year not count most of the time yes i think some courses do i've learned recently okay yeah so yeah my first year where it didn't count i i think it was just highs and lows really i I got a few passes probably and i got a few firsts. so it was like Mm. an introduction but that's what first year is supposed to be about isn't it they don't really all they do all they really do is expect you to pass every every one i think it is something like that i think most courses people don't study the same subjects going into it like in engineering, not everyone did further math, so it's like they just teach you. Hey, yeah, exactly, level, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. They give you. Yeah, that's true. Actually, you go <laughs> into it. No, yeah. Even with my course, even though like I went into my course, 
they called it a Mickey Mouse course. Oh, I haven't even said. I did media production. So it, when I went into it, I um, believed it was going to be a mm, predominantly uh, ha- like hands-on based course, mm. um, which I hadn't really had much experience with because St. Mark's and, um, and sick form kind of prepared me for, uh, you know, essay-based topics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All good. It kind of, <clears throat> it prepared me for like essay-based topics, which at the end of the day actually really benefited me because a lot of people or like, we would all, we, we had a 50-50 split on our um, them units. Yeah. So there was like six units in the year and it was the 50-50 based split on essay-based and uh, production-based, mm. which I felt like a lot of people at the end of the day were disadvantaged because I was prepared with a lot of essays that I wrote. I did like English lit at uh, sick form, so it yeah, really yeah, did yeah. prepare me for um, um, the assignments that I was given in first year, whereas a lot of people I know who did coursework um really weren't prepared and they couldn't write for shit really i can remember um a lot of people really suffering in the first year and (laughs) me thinking oh shit i'm not gonna spend the next few years with these guys um (laughs) but they did make it in the end uh um uh, but what i'm saying is yeah i'm grateful i'm kind of grateful that i was sick form like drilled yeah yeah, 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 um the writing skills into me i feel like that's that's what St. Mark's instilled in me. The, the <laughs> yeah, relentless writing. Mm. Remember achy hands. <laughs> I wish I had more writing. Because I, I did what? Maths, further, maths, physics. Like no writing at all. I hadn't seen a letter in like two years. And then I go to uni. It's like, okay, give us 2,000 words on why trees are. <laughs> that would have been hard. That would have been hard. I feel for you, mate. I really do. I literally had, I had four projects in my first year. Four? Well, both my computer programming ones have flopped horribly. Even though my code was like really good. Yeah. It was like, explain why you coded it this way. I was like, because I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> How do I describe code? Yeah. I uh, ended up flopping that. Even my, I, I got my results back yesterday. I yeah. failed um, my MATLAB project because my I didn't explain it very well. Oh, fair, man. I'm like, I, I don't know how to, I have no idea how to write 2000 words on code, let alone anything else. But, yeah, it's difficult. How do you do, how do you write about numbers? Yeah. Or, it's an, it's or, an important skill to learn. Yeah. <laughs> learn it. it to be fair like, like if i had to give advice it's more about it's more about like reflecting which is kind of weird i've never had to reflect on maths before i i i feel like a lot of university is reflecting on your own skills there yeah um just explaining what you're doing i guess i think i remember rory who would talk about coding and his um cyber i remember him telling me about that in his first year um i'm thinking the same like how the how do you write yeah. about that? But I guess, yeah, it is. it's just reflection-based, isn't it? Really um, to be honest, that's a lot A lot of my course was that, though, as well, because obviously being production predominant, I had to explain everything I did, which is so long. Like, mm. And that, and it's funny when a lot of the students would complain and be like, nah, why, is it, why is there so much writing involved? But what do you expect? Yeah, <laughs> You've gone to university. Yeah. I felt like a lot of people, Again, I think I think that came with my course. Like, I don't know about you, but um, I how would I describe it? I had a lot of people who thought university was going to be like a dawdle almost, and didn't. F- I I felt like they 
weren't suited to university. I feel like a lot mm. of people nowadays are kind of like pushed into university. Yeah. Um, so I, I saw a lot of people who um, perhaps did a course, failed it, jumped onto our course and still weren't prepared enough for a course like ours. Um, yeah. I remember some guy being like, not that age has anything to do with it, but being like 25 and had like, restarted three different courses so he was on his fourth course now and being oh, in being at our unit uh in our course at yeah. uh, uni um and i remember thinking mm, if that's the case i don't know if uni's for you mate i'm not yeah, gonna exactly. lie because he doesn't seem like he's obviously trying hard enough to really or know what he actually wants to do mm. um which if you're spending nine grand <laughs> he's what he spent like yeah. 36 grand and he's only in first year this is going on like trial and error. Trial and error. <laughs> Maybe write it down on a piece of paper first before you just jump ship again. Oh man. That's mad. Yeah. I was, it was, I was a bit like, oh, good luck to you, mate. Mm. Uh, it, I, it'd be hilarious if he ended up being like, yeah, someone very successful in life. That's but, the thing. I'm going to check my course in Bristol, see if he's just around. Like, yeah. I was at Bournemouth last year, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't really like it. <laughs> That's true though. I definitely feel like, to be fair, I've, kind of hinted at it with every like every time I talk to a St. Mark's person we always hint at like uh, being like forced into uni never gone into it in depth not going to do it today even <laughs> but I definitely feel like schools kind of because it reflects good in their numbers right it's yeah. like we got such and such into Oxford, Cambridge universities uh, are like prisons as well they they need the students so it's like a it's like a behind the scenes handshake yeah they yeah, all need yeah. to like pass through these like unknowing students too yeah exactly <laughs> like it's sort of a money making machine so like if you manage to push through the student who's on the ropes it's mm. money so yeah yeah it's true it makes complete sense and with a school as highly regarded as it ours was mm. it completely makes sense to push through those students who are on the ropes because i would say i was on the ropes i i didn't want to go to university Mad. I, I i saw myself doing like what do you call it a um like a what apprenticeship yeah like an apprenticeship style where i would just mm. kind of go into some kind of media of work but yeah, yeah i decided to give it a go my dad kind of pushed me into it because <clears> he hadn't been to university and really thoroughly enjoyed it in the end so mm. don't regret it at all yeah that's good great fun i do feel like uni is the best choice if you don't know what, you, what else you want to do yeah and it extends your like childhood for four or five years yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. which right nowadays it like seems logical doesn't it a lot of people are not growing up until their later 20s nowadays. Yeah. Say. Yeah. 20's the new 30. 30's the new 20? Every way around. 30's the new 20. Yeah. 30's the new 20. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I do feel like, I mean, we, we, our life expectancy as humans is longer now. I, like, I think I'm going to live to like 120. I always say it, if you look at these trains like that, <laughs> like 120, geez, but like. Yeah, but life my, expectancy has increased because of the healthiness of the people who are reaching that age now when they were our age, whereas like with ready meals and all the rubbish that, and the, I don't know, the, I, I don't know if this is true, <laughs> but like having all this like technology and like waves going for us and like sleeping with phones under your pillow cannot be good for us. I don't think anyway, yeah. that's going to, this is going into a different <laughs> route of a podcast, but UGS what I'm conspiracy. saying is, um, I, personally, I think, the reason people are living longer now is because 60 years ago they were living properly and not eating as much sugar and mm. that rubbish. I don't know if that's true, but that's my, yeah, that's my suspicion. I hear that. That's why, why do you think you're going to live to 120? My, in my head, it's like my granddad passed at what, 92? Mm. So if he could live from- Which is quite old for a, for a male. Yeah, exactly. 
So he was born in what? 1918, I guess? Maps? No, that's not right. 1920. 17? I don't know. He was born a while ago. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, if you can go from like 19 whatever to 2020, uh, that, that's that. You've seen with, a lot with that on. level of tech. Yeah, you've seen a lot go on as well, to be fair. Yeah. But like the medical supplies back then were garbage. Like, yeah, that's a good argument, to be fair. Like, I, I think I can at least get to his age because he did it. Yeah. And then yeah, with true. modern tech, surely that's an extra like 20% of like. But I, I, I suppose it depends how your grandfather treated his body at your age, though. That's true. Do you know, do you know any details about your grandfather's young no age? No idea. Yeah. I mean, my parents, my, all of my grandparents are super religious, so they probably like never drank anything <laughs> yeah hard to say but even still i don't think i'm like unhealthy that i'm gonna no yeah no, 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 no. <laughs> i'm not saying average. that you're unhealthy but i just mean like it depends how healthy they were at that age yeah, yeah and yeah. the fact that i would say in the past yeah their letdowns were probably alcohol mm. um i suppose as the war passed some people began to eat uh, more lavishly and yeah. were able to kind of um, what a boomers just indulge a <laughs> bit more I feel like mm. I'm pretty sure my, my dad's dad died of a heart attack he was quite overweight um, oh, mad. but I'm pretty sure like that generation began to indulge a lot more mm. um, which kind of leads down to our parents generation who you can tell are a lot more unhealthy mm. I would say but for us on- it, there's almost like I kind of, there's, there's like a fitness revolution almost going on. Not right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's not, not like that in the eighties and nineties. There wasn't because of, you know, there was like, mm. there was all that quick, quick walking <laughs> and like, yeah, uh, yeah. power, walking, power like walking. Yeah. And like, you know, sport came into it and, um, I guess Phil Knight made Nike in the eighties and, yeah. and that's all to do with running and there is the revolution. But now I would say there's a true, like, look at yourself and kind of, give yourself the best yeah. chance at living a bit older <laughs> with this whole fitness thing so i can understand mm. what you're saying i can understand why um especially with medical advancement that yeah there's a better chance for us living older i might make a whole, a whole youtube video on it like my thoughts on living to 120 <laughs> do it mate I, I don't know there's, i think there's a lot that goes into it but even as well um survive survival of the fittest to some degree yeah, yeah like i imagine all the less fit guys like i mean i'm kind of hoping my mum didn't get an unfit guy to, <laughs> to kind of set me up but no, that, that make, yeah, that's another make that, that, that could, could kind of lead us down to another, um, topic of, um, COVID and survival of the fittest. Yeah. Um, oh, all the smokers have been taken out. Well, this is the thing. Like I, I survival of the fittest and humanity, mm. that's what it's based on. So for us to be, it's this whole topic of genetically, is it, would you call that genetically modifying, but like medicine aiding the weak to yeah, make yeah. them continue to live. What's your opinions on that? I, don't, I mean, I actually had a similar chat with my brother about it not longer, and he mm. was like, "Oh, I think it's terrible how the how the weak, the quote unquote weak, are sticking around." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "To be fair, this might be a controversial take, but yeah. I think um, I think mental health, the way it's become a big thing nowadays, I think that's kind of like nature putting another barrier into it." Very true. Like, I think that's. I'm gonna get a stick for that for saying. No, that no, for no. Sure. I, I can understand what you're saying. I can understand what you're saying because I think we we kind of reached peak what's a good word for it like back in the days like you got a car to upgrade from, from a horse or you got like a plane yeah. to upgrade we're from. making constant upgrades we're advancing as a race yeah, yeah. but we kind of plateaued now yeah like an electric car is not really much better than a normal car I mean no. it kind of is but it's understand. We're, 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 we're making at the moment we've plateaued but we're making uh, 
everyday life um, easier by using like user friendly technology. Yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. is almost kind of backfiring on us, almost or mm. to a certain degree. And that's from what we've realised in the past two decades. And <laughs> yeah. that is the most recent of technology. So if we can already realize, if we can already reflect like you do on your essays at university, <laughs> if we can already reflect on that and it's only been like a few years since this technology has come out, mm. I, I don't know that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it seems like we might start going backwards and, <laughs> and you can understand that through perhaps mental health, which might be an effect of that mm. and almost showing why this, these advancements might not be good for us as a race. Yeah. I mean, I think they will be in the long run. I don't think there's anything wrong with tech, but I think... Us. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, in my opinion, at least. Because, like, I think it's the first time in history where we can't learn anything from my parents in, in saying that my mum, my grandma would have told my mum, like, I don't know, uh, study law because law's going to be earn a lot of money. So, yeah, okay, I'll study law. Mm-hmm. And, like, that did... would Well, she didn't do law, but it would have worked if she did. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas our parents are like, yeah, you want to go to uni, you want to, all this other stuff that, you know, that you, obviously you, you and I both know, getting a degree, uh, getting, learning a trade, work, et cetera, et cetera. None of that's applicable nowadays. Like yeah, my mom could have equally said, give me, if my mom bought me a camera 10 years old, so yeah, make a YouTube channel. <laughs> I'd be rich I, right now. I think about well, that a lot, you know, like seriously, <laughs> my degrees, my, my degree literally came off the back of me making mm. YouTube videos when I was like 13. <laughs> I knew I liked making videos. I knew I liked entertaining people. Mm. At the time, I was like, yeah, I want to be like an actor. I want to go into film and stuff. Yeah, yeah. My part-time was, this is at 13 years old, like entertaining people on YouTube. Now it is a business. A career. It's yeah. a format <laughs> that people can actually go into. And mm. the fact that, um, I guess, young creators like ourselves were doing that at the age where it was in its, you know, foundations yeah. and like, it's, it's, it's cool to see um but yeah like you say like um it's definitely a time where we're unable to it's like text uh, moving uh, faster than a wheel yeah we're, we're we're almost unable to learn from our immediate predecessors but mm. in the bigger picture we probably are able to see patterns but we're just too lazy too, to see yeah, it at the yeah, moment yeah. i reckon um but no yeah. yeah you're right there's a there's jobs are popping up well, they're not now because of yeah. everything going on. But, not in 2021. But, but like. <laughs> with technology improving, yeah, there, there's definitely a lot more work um, evolving. Mm. Yeah, for sure. But like, I guess my point as well, following from that, is like, where I point now, people, like, yeah, the new iPhone's faster than this current one, but what does that really do for you? And then people are con- consistently trying to like upgrade, you know, get these new jobs, uh, learn the new trades and stuff. But it's not much better than it was before. And yeah. I think people kind of, we see like the quote unquote better life, but mentally it's like things are exactly the same. Mm. And then that's why people get, I mean, it's, I'm, it's kind of naive for me to like try and just explain what mental health issues are. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like obviously yeah. it's way more, it's way more complex than that, but. Until you've really experienced it like severely. Like, yeah. You can't comment on something if you don't know the negatives of it, I guess. You can comment on it, but you can't really. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm yeah. not speaking facts in it. I'm just, I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, we're just rambling. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. This is the new, the new um, weakness, I guess. I, I hate saying that. I feel like I'm gonna get so much, <laughs> so much crap for saying. No, no, it's just a weakness. No, yeah, it's it's a um, it's an effect of. Mm. It's a um, what's the word? What is the word? I don't know. I do engineering, man. I don't know words. 
<laughs> it's a um it's an effect of um new things happening i guess yeah. not to say it's yeah but that's also of... naive because it's, mental health has definitely been about for as long as we've existed yeah it's just like and that and health. it does yeah it does yeah exactly and it that i've always i've always thought of that like i wonder what having mental health issues was like in back in the days, medieval yeah. times mm. like but i guess like you have more important things to worry about like there's exactly. something that I, I thought about this literally um on the way here because like i feel like in colored communities like especially well, talk for me like my black parents they don't really believe in that stuff it's like oh you're sad like what what does that mean <laughs> yeah but back in the days when life was actually tough, you couldn't really afford to be sad because you had to like survive. You have to survive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's completely understandable. It's almost as if like through um, a more um, for a lifestyle where we're able to have deeper thoughts mm. and we're we're a lot more not at one with ourselves, but almost that because we begin to realize what's like the deeper meaning of things and uh, yeah. having a more um, bigger, I don't know. We're rambling. Yeah. We're <laughs> rambling on stuff that we don't really know. But yeah, nothing so far has been like useful. <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, I know you. I, I completely understand what you're saying in the least like offensive way possible. That mm. I, it's completely understandable that these and the stats won't lie. Yeah, that having um, I don't know, mental health has increased or like the commonness of mental health has increased off mm. the back of this technology, which yeah, where, where young children are now obsessed with social media, which definitely they shouldn't have access to really. Let's yeah. be honest. I don't think so. Not at all. Well, I mean, it's interesting. Cause like, I feel like most kids just get involved in, you know, I guess quote unquote dangerous tech through their parents or through, I guess, lack of laziness, parents. Yeah. La- lack yeah. of parenting. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I give my son an iPad. Screw it. I don't want to take him to the park. Easy. <laughs> exactly. It's laziness. Not, not to say that I wouldn't fall into those, um, mm. same cycles if I was a parent, because I have no knowledge of how yeah. to deal with it myself, but I, it, it does seem lazy, doesn't it? Mm. Um, maybe we'll see a change. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Find out in the next episode of <laughs> Parenting with Jack and John. Yeah, after the break. After Jordan the br- and Jack talk. <laughs> after the br- after the break. I actually do have to start adding quote unquote breaks for like ads and stuff. He loves saying quote unquote quote as well. <laughs> yeah, because I'm worried that <laughs> yeah, they're, they're gonna take it on. Yeah. No, yeah. Someone's gonna like put a quote up online of like oh, Jordan said that a mental office is a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, but that's what a podcast is about. It's um Getting cancelled. <laughs> yeah, getting cancelled. No, it's about rambling on and like just like learning, like everything. Mm-hmm. I, I I try and um make it clear with um people I talk to. I, I always tend to say not what's on my mind because I do think about things, but I I tend to say things out loud and don't mean them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I almost I, I live my life very much um trying to play devil's advocate by whenever someone says something, I always try to not defend the other person. And that's mm. what the other person might see as me defending them. Yeah, yeah. But I always try to make the person I'm talking to see the other side of the story. Mm. Um, Cause it, it resolves a lot of, um, I don't know. It resolves. Conflict. Yeah. It resolves conflict. And mm. I, I, I really don't like conflict. I like see, cause it comes from miscommunication a lot of the time. Yeah. So if you can make that person see the other side and you being the, the middle ground for the person you're talking to, if like they're your friend or, example mm. it's hard to do that with a girlfriend because with women <laughs> with, okay. you, you, like you're you try and um 
trying to talk your girlfriend down or trying to talk, describe a situation to her, making it seem if you're on the other side to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's offensive, but mm, it's called mansplaining, isn't it? But the point is, you want to be with someone who can is level-headed enough to see um, what you're trying to explain. Mm. Um, I've always done that, but um, what was the point we were talking? About? I lost my, I don't know. my thoughts. <laughs> To be fair, it, it is interesting, like, I guess as, as a segue from like a media standpoint, because I feel like communication is generally quite hard. And even like, even if you can communicate extremely well, it's even harder for the student and this person's understanding you. Mm. And I feel like you see a lot of these ad campaigns where it's like, oh, what was that one? Like, the Pepsi one last year or a couple of years ago, like Kendall Jenner fucking... Pepsi can end <laughs> racism or something. Yeah. And you see all these like crazy um, campaigns, like, all these things that always just go wrong. Uh, like you know well but real world examples of like poorly communicating your message and having negative circumstances to that well i funnily enough a cool segue to that is um uh, recently this um you'd call him a language language specialist on youtube um okay. passed away i'm not sure where, oh, whether no. it was to do if he took his own life or mm. health issues but he, he he was a young black man who was a long language specialist so spoke he was, he was multilang. He's, I don't know what you uh, call it. Multilingual. Multilinguist. Yeah. Along those lines. Um, but it's cool to see when he would go to, uh, talk, uh, Mandarin to Chinese people and they would mm. be so shocked. Um, cause I've seen all these videos <laughs> of like, say, um, a black guy takes off his Iron Man mask and the Chinese people are scared <laughs> of the black guy because they have, they haven't seen yeah, a lot yeah, of black yeah. guys or something like that. China super but it was really, man. it was really, um, lovely to see this man, talk and make these people feel at home and um comfortable mm. with this guy and ended up somewhat becoming not friends but they he, he was like, oh come down to my shop i'll feed you like yeah, yeah. how how yeah. language really unlocks um and communication really unlocks like human and not empathy uh just yeah, being more that. kind and um you can like, interact better, better you, you can interact you better but you mm. Purely for this guy talking to this guy, he 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 almost welcomed him into his home, and mm. it was really beautiful to see through just that. And it's a shame to see that he passed away, but um, like you say, communication really is key, um, and we just seem to have none of it. <laughs> really, it becomes yeah. clear as you grow up, like talking with people or how alcohol really, <laughs> yeah, nah. really affects communication. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Another thing, though. Um, I guess through Twitter as well, not having the ability to uh, really show what you really mean through your tweets. I, I was watching a True Geordie podcast. I don't know if I can say that on your podcast. <laughs> I was it's competition a, right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a True Geordie podcast the other day and he had James Arthur on. Um, oh, man. Okay. <clears throat> I haven't who, that name in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he was kind of... Um, the first thing they delved into was um, how James Arthur had had some form of like online beef with some other YouTubers. Wow. Okay. And it was purely through, it became quite apparent that James Arthur is very um, caveman in his social media presence. Like he okay. doesn't understand what new social media is. And for a young person, that's quite, mm. it's, it's quite not, strange to yeah, see. It's quite really. rare. Um, no, I guess he's not too, he's not really our age. He, I'm pretty sure he's like early thirties. So, yeah. so like it's, it's understandable, but, he he got into some form of like beef with uh, some of these YouTubers, 
um, who said some things which is just normal. It's like Modern Warfare 2, like <laughs> Modern Warfare 2 chat lobby. Yeah, beef. yeah, 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 um, yeah. But he took it so to heart and was really like <laughs> fr- thrown off by it. He mm. was like, why would you say something about someone's nan? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I remember thinking like, oh, I don't understand it. He was like, yeah, you know, I love, uh, he was like, I give the banter and all that, but, but and it, obviously you don't give the banter if you don't understand that shit nowadays. Um, <laughs> yeah. But touch. it's true. It, it, it's true. And then True Geordie was like, mate, I need to kind of like educate you in new social media and the way we communicate because mm. you don't take that to heart. It's like water for ducks back for a normal person nowadays and you've yeah. got to understand. Yeah. Um, but it's true. He was saying like Twitter, you need to really be educated in Twitter because it's just like a language in its own, yeah, isn't it really? Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird because it's like there are no rules there either. Like there are some things you can't say in real life, but you can, just, you can stay on Twitter and it's fine. Literally, it's lawless. <laughs> like that place in America in the desert where there's like everyone just lives and there's no laws. <laughs> That's what Twitter is. True. What is that called? That place in the desert. It's like its own city or something. I don't know. <laughs> Quite scary to think. I want to do a documentary. I mean, man, I want to do a documentary of, um, <clears throat> I saw online, I saw like a Twitter, talk about Twitter, saw a video about this roller coaster somewhere where it's like, it's got free, um, specially designed loops where if you go on it, it will kill you. What, like the whirly Dirly? Basically like the whirly Dirly. <laughs> 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 Is it called the whirly Dirly by any chance? <laughs> yeah, you don't actually die. <laughs> oh, Imagine that, but now nah, I think it's in Sweden. And it's like their approach to like, Ah, the early dirty. Ah, early dirty, huh? Oh, yeah, shout out to my Swedish viewers, man. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the Swedes. <laughs> no, I can't remember where, where it is, but yeah, it's like, it's their, their approach to like euthanasia. Instead of like, because it's illegal to like, euthan- euthanize? Euthanize, Whatever, yeah, yeah, euthanize. It's legal here. Yeah. But in so the just Sweden, yeah. Flipping roller coaster said, yeah, just jump on that. <laughs> no, no way. It's actually a fucking killer <laughs> yeah. roller coaster. Yeah, it's actually real. Oh, so it's a, youth, it's a technique to kill someone. Yeah, yeah. Because like, the G-force is so powerful on the third spin or something that it just... Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like, like, not joking, but I didn't really understand. Like, like, oh, it's actually like, like a, a euthanasia <laughs> technique. Mm. Oh my God. That's really like, yeah, I guess if that's one way to go. like, you, But isn't that more rang- like... Wouldn't that drive more anxiety? Because the whole point of not liking going on roller coasters is that you will die. That, yeah, that's true. So, like, the, <laughs> you'd be like, you might love roller coasters, but the fact that you might die. Yeah, it's a bit of a story. strange twist. But might, like, I would, I'd love to like find the guy who lived and record him, like, document his life. Mm. Like the boy who lived might just like etch a scar on his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, we're in a roller coaster. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. This coaster tried to kill me. Yeah, <laughs> but now nah, I'll flip it now. How long has this been? Forty six minutes. <laughs> we've been chatting. Of like roller coasters. This is just the intro. Yeah. <laughs> it is like we've just been chatting. So, guys, welcome to the podcast. This is me, Jack, um, and Jordan, and yeah, today we're just that was the introduction. So we've um, kind of delved into education already. <laughs> we've also touched on Twitter. Yeah, tweet culture. Uh, I can't even remember what, what did we start talking about? Oh, school. We were we were talking about school, and I thought that was going to be the kind of introduction for for us to kind of delve into it. But we went into university after anyway. Yeah. Um. I, I do feel like I mean, obviously, people that listen can feedback afterwards, but I feel like it's better if you have five ten minutes because most people experience the same. Uni's kind of the same for most people. Other barring like if you have any obviously family issues or like personal stuff, um, and obviously course deviances. But other than that, like. 
I don't even know what else to say. It's like, how was final year? <laughs> yeah, you need the same. To be honest, for Put me, me through a day in the life of me. I, I know we're too. like now jumping back from um, uni to like Twitter to <laughs> mental health to communication, and then back to um, university. I guess that's all part of communication. <laughs> yeah, um, active learning. Yeah, this is active learning exactly. <laughs> um, an average day in a media media production student. Hard to say. Every um, there was a lot of learning involved. Like I kind of t- touched on earlier, um, I went into the... So, you know, I talked about how sick form prepared me for the the writing and all the kind of actual... Yeah. That's that side of uni. Mm. Um, because of sick form and me not doing a lot of like hands-on work, I then went into uni not knowing a lot of stuff. So... A lot of university was a trial and error, trial and error learning curve for me, yeah. which I suppose it is for a lot of people. But um, with the advancements in technology, like constant advances in technology <laughs> and me having to keep up with how to actually do something, yeah. um, it was interesting that a lot of my time was taken up kind of just editing, um, I guess sound-based as well. I, I had to learn a lot of... Um, software like on the computer like adobe mm. kind of not that i touched on everything in adobe but we were given like professional classes on a lot of things mm. and stuff that really like seeps out of your head immediately <laughs> it's just yeah. like anything like mm. things things <laughs> things like playing pool at university i became really good at it at one yeah. point but like if you don't play if you don't do something constantly it's gonna like leave you quite quickly yeah i was a master <clears> at table tennis until i played this uh vietnamese international kid Right. It smokes me. I didn't touch it again. There Tried again, um, what, three months ago? Just couldn't even pick up the bat. I was like, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, as you were saying. But no, yeah, yeah. So a lot of um, uni for me was kind of just picking up technology uh, and equipment and just having to learn it, really. We were given like um, tutorials where people have tutorials for whatever subject they have. We basically were just brought into a class. Um, they would whip out a. I think it's like a Sony X1000, maybe? Okay. I don't know. I'm not going to talk I don't know the equipment. A massive film camera, basically. Mm. And they would just give us like a few lessons on how to use, like a driving lesson, really. Simple as that. Might- There's nothing much more to explain, really. I, I, In terms of writing, I would get down to that in the last few days. I don't really know. Like, we'd obviously do like, we'd have readings to do every week. But yeah. In term, I can't even remember. <laughs> I can't even remember like reading that much. I'm not gonna lie. Um, what What was your? Yeah, give me actual like s- specific questions because yeah. I, I, in terms of like my day to day life, um, it it was we we would have practicals early uh, in mornings. Mm. Lectures would be based on um, like writing based units. Mm. Which is understandable. That's like everyone else. Um, Did you do anything that wasn't, I guess, practical in a sense where obviously you learn how to like edit? Um, you probably learn about like frames and like different angles and crap. I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah. We but, we would have. Yeah. Did you do anything that was like strictly academic? Like, I don't know, watch this film and give us feedback on something. Or... No, we didn't. We um, we would look into so like, for example. Yeah, I suppose we did actually. One of my units was called Extreme Art Film. Okay. So for 
for one of these units, there was like eight topics that we could have looked into. Um, and you had, a, you had a selection of two and you would choose one for the one you really wanted to do. Mm. And then the second would be, just to get the you, would be you, you would be given basically. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, and you would like, I don't know why they did this at uni, but rather than it just being completely random, you mm. had to put like your foot in the door and do it. I, I, I understand why that makes sense, but a lot of the time, like you would almost be late to the deadline because they would give you like, yeah, they would give you like what the space of one lecture to put this in. Mm. So one of these units, I, I think I got, so I got extreme art film as the one I, that was random. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you what, extreme art film is absolutely ridiculous. Some of the films I had to watch. Oh mm. God. Um, <clears throat> extreme art film is basically uh, films that uh, how do I describe this in the most uh, simplistic and interesting <laughs> way uh, films that in my head it's just like you know on YouTube like a stream challenge it's just like a bunch of guys with yeah, films yeah. throwing paint at the camera what, what do you think that, what, what would you think if you were to if you were to be given that subject Clean slate. What do yeah, you yeah. think extreme art film would involve? I assume an art film is something that's more like they care a lot about specific angles and like making things look really presentable. And when you put the word extreme in front of it, I just think it's like blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Smurfs or something. I don't know. It's something like really um, okay. So you, something you can't really appreciate as like a normal viewer, but you have to be like right. Okay, so observing you, something. So, so yeah. So you so you you kind of think it's to do with like extreme artistic values and um mm, like big and, and looking into yeah yeah no I suppose <laughs> that could be but like extreme artistic values and making a masterpiece. Yeah. Well, it's not that. <laughs> it's to do with extreme um scenarios or what, how would you describe it basically it's about sex murder violence oh, and man. oh okay yeah, death, yeah. basically what like 18 plus though yeah I'm tr- <laughs> exactly i'm trying to i'm trying to find better words for it but um it involves topics that are huge like really extreme <laughs> and not for your average viewer yeah yeah um so <laughs> i looked into three films that's mad uh the first being uh, what do you call someone who's addicted to sex? I can't think of the word. A, no, nah, what's the word? This is a BDSM type of stuff, man. Right. Okay. So after that long research, the film yeah, Nymphomaniac, the you can imagine a Nymphomaniac, literally it's about, a nymph- it's about this young woman on a train who's addicted to sex. And she, sh- I'm pretty sure she like shags everyone on board. Flipping hell. That's just like the, tip of the iceberg because you can kind of imagine like films you can kind of imagine like popular films nowadays having a similar plot to that mm. to get more extreme <clears throat> i don't know how how much you like putting on this podcast but this is quite dark but yeah a, a, a serbian a serbian film it is in serbian i assume mm. um and it's about a porn star who is out of the game. He's married and has got a kid now. Mm. Um, these evil gangsters, to cut a long story short, want to get him back in the game for one last film. Okay. They're a really bad gang. They've got something on him, I'm pretty sure. Mm. They said they'll share it if he doesn't do it. He gets into it. It's really dark. It's really disgusting. I'm pretty sure one scene, one of the evil bouncers. Puts oh. His- oh, man. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. And then the final. How did they record that? Oh, damn. <laughs> The final scene in the film is um, 
he's 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 in this warehouse there's two bodies that are there that are left to i don't i don't know how deep you want to go into this do you want me to continue i kind of want to hear it but i I will cut it out (laughs) um that that is the most honestly i i i had to so yeah if we're cutting back in now where yeah. Your viewers are now going to be able to hear. I've just described the most gruesome, disgusting. If you, if you, if you want to see what the Serbian film is about, go look mm. it up for yourself. It is truly disgusting. What's it called? Uh, a Serbian film. Oh, it's just called a Serbian. It's called. <laughs> <laughs> what's it called? A Serbian film. No, no, no. What's it called? <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it, it's it's called a Serbian film. It's it, it is really rank. Um, That's mad. Yeah, I th- that was really disturbing uh i had to get a few of my friends involved so it didn't look like i was just watching these like sick films on my own it, honestly <laughs> yeah. it's nightmarish mad I, was, I remember going through like a rough time at that time as well at uni mm. like not really enjoying it that much and i was having to do that as my like units that was my getaway at uni um so no weird. but yeah but the film oh, the film i actually ended up doing my uh essay on for that one was a film set in the amazon uh in the 60s i believe Okay. A lot of films nowadays, you know, they say no animals were hurt in the making of. Mm. <clears throat> this film, there was suspicion that a few animals were actually killed in the filming of it, and wow. to to make that to make it worse, I they had to. There was suspicion that an actual cast member had died in the filming because mm. of the filming, like they had done it purposely, but they covered it up. They don't, we don't know if that was speculation because it was an actual extreme art film yeah. and that was to gain media controversy mm. to kind of make people watch the film. It was a pretty good film. It was about, um, document, it, it was about people documenting going into the jungle and one by one being killed by things in the jungle, mm. uh, like tribes, people. Yeah. yeah. Kind of um, like Hunger Games, but just Yeah. Extreme. But like real life, like, <laughs> yeah. it was, and it was quite scary. I remember, mm. I think it's a sixties or seventies film. Um, but that's what I did the um, the essay on because I feel like it was a bit more tame and a bit more like an actual film than um, yeah. a Serbian film Serbian or film. or the Nymphomaniac film because those are just downright like I, I, I don't know what type of people kind of go into filmmaking and go hmm that's <laughs> what I want to make the film on mm, now, I can understand if you're like a sexually driven person you might want to go into porn or something mm. but like where do you where do you um I guess if there's a market for it, I get it. There's certainly the is there a market we... for it though? What kind <laughs> it's of just media production students? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's literally lecturers <laughs> telling their students to watch these. That's the market. <laughs> they probably know a guy. The same way schools have that behind the doors handshakes. Yeah, there you, you go. Just make a film where there's a girl on a train that's sex with I'll no, get you I, at least you know fifty what? views. Though. I completely understand the sexual ones because people always have really weird sexual fantasy fantasies yeah but and i and i get like people are some people are nymphomaniacs and i would understand if that was the case like that might have happened and Mm. that could be a film yeah however a serbian film (laughs) there's no way insert bleep there's no way Mm. that (laughs) yeah no that's really yeah even I, 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 I would say watch it for yourself to have a what yeah. I don't know if you ever want to watch I, I want to see the scene I want to see how they actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> they got a guy to like seriously that. yeah it's disgusting go, you go you go watch it with stocks and chairs I think I think that would be a good watch <laughs> between you two 
<laughs> yeah, but um, that was one of my units uh, in second year, I think. Uh, mm. One of the... Um, it sounds like your course is at least one that is worth the money. Because it's not like you're going to get to do... Maybe the film's a bit different, but like, you're not going to get to use Premiere. Just no, yeah. I, I, do you know what? Equipment. I didn't go through... I, I did go through... I don't know about anyone else's course, but you know mm. at times where you're like, this is worth nine grand. Yeah. What yeah, is this? Yeah. There weren't as many of those as I thought there were, was going to be. I did quite enjoy my course. It was kind of mm. like school. Like some people didn't really enjoy the course, but I went through it and I was like, oh, fair enough. Like I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, we, I think a lot of it was we were given access to like technology for free. That's good. Yeah. We had all the camera equipment, like despite us not using it as much as we probably should have as students, um, mm. we were given like free reigns of like renting equipment and going out and filming projects and stuff like that, which is really good, I guess. That's great. If, if you were doing like YouTube, that where you were, you were to be fair. If you took it more seriously, you could rent it out like a massive. Exactly, that's what I mean. Like studios and everything. We yeah. were given, we were get, we were allowed to rent out studios and things like that. And I really do regret like not using it more at the time. But that's university. Like you're mm. always gonna have regrets at uni. We were just have having fun. Realistically, you yeah, had the yeah, education, yeah, yeah. but you had your fun on the side. If we were smarter, probably would have like rented stuff and actually tried to do like YouTube a bit more seriously. But you live and learn. Mm. I guess part of that is. I was practicing my trade and now I can put it into play. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 Which is something, I guess a, um, like if I hadn't have gone to uni and I had just done, <clears throat> got work or a, an apprenticeship that wouldn't have taught me because I, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have been dipping my, what's the saying? I wouldn't have been dipping my hand into different pies, I guess. You would okay. have had one pie okay. to kind of dip. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if that I guess I guess uh, when you're in apprenticeship you're like um, you're like the guy from in between is putting his dick in a pie whereas like <laughs> me I was putting my fingers in loads of different pies and testing out which I prefer yeah yeah um, but yeah you, when you're doing an apprenticeship it's like having a girlfriend when you're in uni it's like being a nymphomaniac there you go <laughs> there you go reflecting on our chats <laughs> yeah no you're right I exactly I was allowed to be a nymphomaniac throughout university um yeah it was good fun i i really really do miss it already and it's only it was only two years ago now mm. so i i would just say to anyone who's currently at university uh just try and i guess just live in the moment really as much as, much as you would like to say <clears throat> but as much as i tell my cousin like do this, do that, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. Mm. At the same time, living in the moment is just part of life, isn't it? As much as you want to say, appreciate this, you want to get drunk on a Wednesday night, or I guess Wednesday night is actually quite normal. Yeah, night. exactly. If you, if you want to get drunk on a Monday <laughs> on or a Monday. Tuesday night, mm. just get fucked on a Monday or Tuesday night. Like, nothing's stopping you, especially when you get a house in second. It goes off the walls, doesn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's all part of growing up. I'd have to say university, um, definitely makes you grow up. It invites you to be yeah. the person you should be. That's um, such a good point. Cause the first time you really have, you haven't got proper responsibilities, but you also do like paying rent. <laughs> yeah. So to, to a degree you, you have to pay rent. But for me, I was given the largest grant. Oh man. That's um, good man. Yeah, and I guess you don't pay bills either when you're in halls. So you're mm. that for me was just a was oh it was actually a term lease. So it would come out. So from the start of the year, I would just have the money that Mad. I had left over to just 
crack on with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at the same time, I you do run out of money, like, even despite me having the maximum loan. Mm. Just it's like the more money you make, the more money you can spend. Simple as that. Right? That's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. <clears throat> did you did you ever learn to be like? I mean, obviously you have your own place now, but like to be like properly financially savvy. Or is it just like I've, doing the loans in? Let me just slap it all on Chelsea. Uh, nah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've always been quite, my dad's always taught me to be fairly stingy as it is. Mm, that's good. But I've, I've always had that instilled in me where I have some sense of money, I would say. Um, I, I would still say I'm quite silly with money sometimes, as you are when you're at mm. university. Like where I would say, oh, I want to stay in tonight. And then you have one drink. And then by, <laughs> by the time you know it, it's 4 a.m. and you're in a club. <laughs> that that was university yeah that was university now obviously corona affects things and i'm not in the job that i want to but i'm on the, yeah. I'm, I'm on the verge of um getting the job that i want to have um hard it's hard to be savvy with money as well when you have a girlfriend who where i would happily just eat the same like simple yeah, chicken shit. and rice every day. Yeah, chicken and rice, tuna <laughs> wraps and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um not not that it's a negative and mm. that you uh don't want to eat the best of the best. But if it like you you could be a lot more savvy with your money if you weren't with yeah. a girl. And I'm not I'm not dis I'm not saying that it's a negative, but yeah, like I say, I, I would be a lot more savvy with my money if I wasn't if I was on my own still. But I guess <laughs> so that's you have to cut this out because she hears it. <laughs> No, no, not at all. No, I've told her that myself. Like, it's, it's completely understandable. Like, yeah, you, no, I get you. You, you want to have the best and you want to have a home when you're living with your missus. That, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, um, it's kind of asking you to, to be more human, I guess. Because you can afford to just be like a potato when you're on your own. Exactly. Like, all I cared about when I was at uni was like fitness and like, I, I, I would literally eat tuna, veg, rice mm. every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And drink alcohol, and that's all I would spend my money on in terms of food and drink, and go to the gym. Yeah. As soon yeah, as yeah, I, yeah. as soon as I got a girlfriend, it was more like, oh, okay, we can have this tonight, we can have that tonight, and you, you begin to be a, you, 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 be, you get a lot more spenny with your money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not a bad thing. It's just about growing up and being in a relationship, isn't it? Mm. Um, I remember with my ex, she took me to an Arsenal game for my birthday. Mm. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna buy myself a shirt, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, I've got to buy her one as well. Oh. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah, I ended up buying one. I was looking around the whole shop oh, and I really want to buy half of this stuff, but it's like, I can't just buy a shirt for myself and just sit there. I mean, you can. <laughs> I guess you kind of can, but it's like, like... She doesn't support... Did, did she support... Like, nah, I went to the Chelsea game. Games, I would, yeah, literally. <laughs> I don't know, I thought it was weird. I'm just sitting there like a fucking flag like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a tie. You've got the wall. Full Arsenal oh. kit. <laughs> you wink at the camera as you go in the stadium. <laughs> She's just hearing like all black. I'm like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> oh dear. No, I know what you mean. Though you, you definitely the, the pockets get deeper when you're. <laughs> I think the point what, what I'm relating to is like the more money you have, the more money you spend. So yeah, being yeah, with yeah, your yeah. girlfriend, you've got now two incomes, and you can afford to spend a lot more. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and I could live like a little rat and eat tuna, vegetables, <laughs> and rice every day. But is yeah. that is that like? Am I going to do that consistently for the rest of my life? No. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And to be fair, like uni was like, look, three years, four years, you're in and out. Whereas now you're like, you're living your actual life. That's now. it. This is it. Now. <laughs> the tutorial's over. Tutorial Island is done with. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's it. Do I want to go on and start woodcutting or mining or killing rats <laughs> in Varrock? 
don't guess you don't like Yeah. No, I don't know. I Going back to what you're saying, I can be savvy with my money, um, but I wouldn't say I am. Mm. At the moment, I wouldn't say I am. Um, but once, I'd say once things are a bit more stable, because I'm renting at the moment, that's money pissed out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I could be living at home, mm. but I would have a tiny room, single bed, wouldn't be with my girlfriend. Is that why I want to? Nah. Yeah. There's no yeah, point in yeah. doing that. So I'm happy to kind of spend the money every month just to enjoy the moment, I guess is what I'm doing at the moment. Mm. That's an important distinction as well, I guess. Because some people think like being, being savvy with money means like being stressed all the time, having like, the bare minimum. But to some degree, you have to enjoy yourself. Like, yeah. I'd, I can see what you mean. It's better to live out and spend a bit more money than... Yeah, as much as it pains me, because mm. I, I'm it very, I would very much like to hold on to every penny. <laughs> um, but at the moment, I just see myself in a very... Uh, I'm not going to be in this job very long. I probably won't be living in this space very long. I, I want to do other things. I want to go traveling. So the money I have is very fluid at the moment because yeah. I, might, I might work for it, but it, I know it's going to go anyway. So there's no point saving it because I, I don't have any savings. Mm. Um, so that that's a future Jack problem <laughs> currently. And yeah. As much as I I think to myself, ah, it's annoying because if I was saving now and being savvy with my money, it would put me in a better financial situation in the future. I know mm. that I am going to adopt a career where I am going to have enough money to do what I want anyway. So yeah, I'm not yeah, too worried yeah, about yeah. it. I try not to stress about it. So money comes and goes. Experiences don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a big advocate for like, I'd much rather spend a grand on a holiday than like a new TV. Well, TV's different, but like jewelry or something. Because oh. an experience is like that, that stays with you forever. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas like if I buy a cheeseburger, that's gone in twenty minutes, and, and you get half is going to be on my shirt. So yeah, and you'll be <laughs> fat as well. Yeah, exactly. Nah, I hear you. Yeah, it's a tricky one, but I feel like at such a young age, I'm. Yeah, might naive. be might be immature of me to say that. I might be being very naive, but yeah, I mean, if it were me, I say you should should learn quicker, <laughs> oh, sooner rather than later. No, no, yeah. it's, it's hard to learn once, you, like as you said, the oh, more no, money no. you have, the more oh, you spend. So. <laughs> in terms, in terms of um, in terms of learning, yeah, I don't. Mm. I mean, like, I don't know what I have to learn to actually be more savvy, but I just mean in terms of actually holding on to my money. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm okay with at the moment. Like, there's a lot of um coming and going at the moment so i'm not too bothered especially when you're spending like 600 pound a month renting a place like this is that each or each half? yeah that's a lot it's a lot that's with bills mm. it's about 500 quid and then bills on top. yeah it's fucking sucks <laughs> really that's actually sucks. not terrible to be fair in my first year i was paying 150 a week which is Jesus. 600 a month is that bills included yeah yeah that is 600 a month yeah what I'm saying is, I know this is going to be temporary, so it's like, I don't yeah, mind yeah, sacrificing yeah. a year just to kind of like, mm. s- like sense the situation. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I, I guess like, let's say you're planning to live for two years, you know that, you know, within the two years I'm going to earn this much, you know, someone's going to be rent, some's going to be whatever, but the rest I'm just going to fuck about with. And in two years time, I'll start from zero with a job that I actually want. Exactly. And then et cetera, et cetera, work itself out. Yeah. I know, I know I'm, I don't have to be like financially worried either. Mm. Um, so I'm just living. In it. <laughs> <laughs> some people, some people are like living in their bedrooms, playing Xbox every day and like not doing much. And 
uh, I just tried to tell myself that I might not be in a great situation, but someone else is doing a lot worse and maybe we should <laughs> yeah. concentrate on helping them out rather than like me yeah, yeah, who's yeah, just yeah. fucking fucking about. <laughs> I don't know. That was, a bit, that was a bit random, but you, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say though. No, I, I get you. I get you. I do want to ask, I guess, um, <laughs> the last topic of of two topics <laughs> um, like about YouTube and stuff and creativity like how have you because I saw you, I caught up recently with your videos but like what's your plan outside of like you know, doing your challenges and football content like, mm, that's a tricky one to be honest I've been struggling that myself <laughs> for the last five years I feel like it's your best asset as like if you want to work in media you can literally build a whole portfolio on your own in here so exactly exactly I um yeah, I've always kind of wanted to go into the kind of acting. I always kind of wanted to go into acting mm. or like presenting. Mad. Um, but I found myself very like technology technology savvy and uploading on YouTube when I was younger. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so then when I got to the stage where I realized where I dropped YouTube almost when I was like, I don't know, 14, 15. Yeah where it became like a bit embarrassing and you, you kind of stopped it for a bit whilst <laughs> yeah, you were kind of like trying to chase girls. Ah, mm. oh, those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> like those were the days you wish you carried it on, but mm. nah, girls are way more important than YouTube. Man. At that stage. Yeah. I wish I somehow like combined both, but yeah, at that stage, um, <laughs> I just, like a, a dating guru on YouTube. They do those <laughs> things where they interview drunk, like uni students <laughs> yeah, and get yeah. girls and shit. That fucking, that's a weird branch of YouTube, but it exists. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, so I went down the media route and kind of, I've began to realize that what I'm kind of into is sport, which I can talk about. Yeah. And if I go through that U- route with YouTube, um, kind of commentating on sport, maybe one day I could eventually reach a position where I am like doing some kind of commentary or presenting or something like that. Yeah. So that's a long shot mm. because I'm sure loads of different things will come along the way. Um, But really at the moment, it kind of just helps me with editing. Uh, I want to just, I've got a lot of projects lined up um, work-wise where I'm like working for the police uh, on projects for their social media and stuff like that. Yeah. um, Which was my grad project, which I didn't even talk about, but (laughs) I basically did a short documentary with, um, with the police and their taser division for um, basically called perceptions of taser. And it in, we, I interviewed people who um, were high up in the police. I I interviewed a guy from Amnesty International and basically built up some perceptions of the positives and negatives of taser use Mm. um, by authorities in the UK. Mad. That was really fun and it was called cool Grab Project and they loved what I was doing. I got an award for it the other day, which is really cool. Flipping so I've, I've got something for my CV already, but mm. they basically in that award ceremony, the, um, the woman who employed me or part employed me was like, oh, you'll always have work when I need it. So I'm very fortunate to have that as like a backbone to my work for the next few years mm. because I can then start getting paid for it. Um. But in terms of creativity and YouTube, I, I'm not going to lie. I've always kind of been sucked into the whole YouTube game and I would love yeah. to be like a YouTuber as a career because it is a, 
it is such a it's vibes man it is vibes it's vibes you you want basically literally (laughs) my i'm i'm almost branching off a career off my failed attempt at being a youtuber Mm. so what i'm what i've been doing recently (laughs) in this whole posting like basically trying to get into actually making content Mm. i've been wanting to do I've been wanting to do that for the past like five or six years, like solidly. <laughs> and I've finally got the equipment that's going to allow me to do it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of seeing where it goes. But like I say, like I'm interested in sport. I've got a lot of, um, it, it started off where I was doing like those fitness challenges last year. Yeah. And then me and Shane, as you know, and Tom and Rory, uh, sat down in the first lockdown and was like, right, let's kind of use this lockdown to be creative. Mm. We had a few ideas going around and we ended up fucking about and writing a pilot episode to a football <laughs> t- television program. Nice. Uh, the first episode of that uh, last at the start of lockdown. <laughs> We've kind of lost track of that um, recently and we, we haven't touched it in a while, but there's a, there's a pilot episode there, which is quite interesting. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but Tom, who I went to university with at Bournemouth, he's a scriptwriter. And he basically had loads of scripts ready for me and him to um, basically bulk out and turn into actual like YouTube skits and things like that. Um, And I might do a bit of filming. I might do a bit of acting in that. Um, But that's kind of like rejuvenated my ideas of posting on YouTube. And yeah, I've just kind of wanted to get involved again and start (laughs) posting content because I see people posting online and I'm like, there's a, there is a little gap there for like, certain content Mm. and i wanted to start building my channel so that i have an audience to post to when i make this good quality content because i've got a lot of skits and a lot of programs that i've got in the in the back pocket Mm. which i would need like you you as much as anyone realizes that nowadays you might have a great idea but yeah, if no one watches it. If no one watches it, it's pointless. So yeah. I want to slowly build up an audience so that it has the opportunity to be very successful when it's posted rather than posting it from zero zero yeah. consistent viewers. Yeah. I'd rather have an audience that I can post it to and it do really well, basically. So that's yeah. that's where I'm heading with the whole YouTube side of things. Um, yeah. yeah. Sounds like perfectionism right there, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, because I, I realise, like, as much as, like, um, good content blows and i i've in the last year where i've tried to make some good content mm. i've posted it and got like 300 views and and i just think to myself like right well there's something going wrong here it's either the thumbnail which does have a lot of yeah does have a lot to do with a video it's, it's literally like 90 percent thumbnail 10 percent uh title yeah the content doesn't actually mean anything <laughs> well <laughs> that's the problem like when you have the content there you, you you kind of think is it the thumbnail is it this or that and then you then look at if i've seen channels with similar videos to what i have mm. half the creativity and actually like m- making it a good video yeah uh half the um enthusiasm of the actual host um <laughs> but they have a channel that they've built up and have a lot of content on and say they have like fifty thousand subs yeah, yeah they post it and they might get like half a million views and if that gets picked up with half a million views Mm. pages like lad bible or in or i'm just bait them post it and then that blows up and it it creates this um social storm and they benefit so much off the back of that Mm. so i'm trying to follow down that path and yeah 
Yeah, like you said, I just said to myself, like, I've been trying to do it for the past, like, five or six years, get back into YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, like, my last solid go at it because I've mm. got the equipment now and there's no excuse. So. Yeah. I can remember, like, in 2012, uh, I used to watch a guy called X-Jaws, who was a COD YouTuber, which at the time was pretty much the predominant... Um, that the main, the biggest market. It on, was the biggest yeah. market on YouTube. Was like there was the like thing. gaming. There mm. was uh, vlogging had just started, so like Alfie Days and Zoella. They oh, yeah, they were just like yeah. kind of starting around that time. Like uh, what's the South African guy? Um, Casper Lee. Oh yeah. They were right. they were all starting their vlogging, but gaming mm. was the start. And I can remember so hilarious this guy called Extras, who was actually really big at the time. He had five hundred k subs, and this was in mm. twenty twelve when it was just tipping over the iceberg and it was about to go like that yeah yeah, yeah. He, i remember him saying it's 2012 he was doing a q a and, I, and it, this sticks in my head and i remember him saying someone commented is it too late to start youtube and mm. i can remember him saying unfortunately i feel like it is too late to start youtube like it's a really bad time to start that people are like you have to have good quality videos to keep up with the market nowadays mm, yeah, and after yeah. that like pewdiepie started youtube Mm. At, like after that and That's I can remember mad. thinking like four or five years later look where PewDiePie is now like mm. 110 gazillion, mil or something <laughs> battling yeah. with the whole of India to actually <laughs> win cr the crown of being YouTube king first to get 100 mil and was, yeah I just so sick that kind of just inspires me now to think like it is never too late just buck up your ideas and start making content and mm. making videos that people would be interested in and yeah i'm just yeah, going yeah. with the vibes bro even since 2012 i mean what mr beast was like three years ago <laughs> exactly that's <laughs> another one yeah that, that's that's uh, oh, mr beast has got the formula mm. where people were taking their sponsorship deals and paying themselves which you would yeah. if you if you got 10 grand off apex what is it no not um apex legends no nah, not apex legends what's you the got little from honey Honey, what's the Rhapsody. little fucking gaming thing with a? Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, whatever it is, I wish I could quote it, but I can't think what it is. Fortnite. If you were getting 10k to do that for this mm. podcast, you'd probably put it in your back pocket. Yeah. But the smart thing that he did, really he enough. used the 10k and he put it straight into another video. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that formula now is like, that's turned him into a fucking millionaire. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. The taxi must pay. It must be fucking insane. But I don't even know, you know. I feel like because he reinvests all of it, it's just like his tax sheet probably says he's got no income. Yeah. <laughs> or no profit, I guess. How does he do it though? Does he, if he buys a car for someone else, you say it's a business, right? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. That is the, that's the levels <laughs> at the moment. There was PewDiePie. Mm. Now there's, now there's Mr. Beast. And um, it just shows like he, he's like younger than us, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure yeah. he's like a year below us or something. Yeah, and the same age at least. He, I think, I don't think he started three years ago. He started just before that. He, he was, started technically like ten years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah he, he didn't start like, doing his. He this didn't thing start until. uploading properly and being a YouTuber until like three or four years ago or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, yeah, it was yeah. like counting to a million or something like that. Something stupid. Yeah, like said PewDiePie's name like yeah. so many times and <laughs> and 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 he slowly evolved that channel into the biggest channel on YouTube, which is insane. Um, but it just shows yeah. like it's never too late to start, and if you want to be creative creative yeah as much as the market might seem saturated it probably just is saturated through loads of kids who don't know what they're doing and their time on youtube will come at a lot later date so you do your thing now mm, yeah yeah pump some content out and by the time 
everyone's in a good position. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like anyone, I mean, obviously the topic, I mean, like YouTube but in general, just by just doing things. Is just doing things. Almost always just works. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Make your dreams a reality. <laughs> Fucking oh, I missed Shire. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing now. He, just he, he didn't do, do it. He didn't do anything, man. To be fair, I feel like YouTube's mostly like, that's, I've, I'm, I haven't grown much. I was looking at my numbers the other day. It's like, it's been the same basically here. And like, it's more about who you promote to. Yeah. Sure. Or like, I guess how you promote as well, but more importantly, who, because like a, lo- a lot of my friends rarely share what I, rarely share shit. Um, I don't know what, if you've seen as well, like number of shares or comments likes you get. I haven't even, but, like, I'm, I'm not massively deep into that yet, but yeah, I yeah. need to, I need to be, to be fair. No, nah, not even like proper numbers, but like just who commented on what or like who's sharing what on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, if you just know the right person, like I did a podcast with Michael like, Khaled, the last episode, mm. he shared it on like LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, like, fucking hell. <laughs> That's nuts. I got like 50 or so views in the first like two hours. I'm like, geez, man. I mean, 50 doesn't sound like a lot. But it is a lot. But it, it is, is lot. when you're starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for I was sure. like, fucking hell, man. <laughs> cool, man. That's one thing that I want to do more. Like I mentioned to you last time I was here as well, like you want to, like collaborate more yeah yeah collaborate. shout out to uh to cabos <laughs> yeah 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 collaborate like two hours collaborating into the seriously is the um way to go like if you've you, you've just i can remember um before youtube became as on its high horse would you say it's very mm. youtube's very prestige you know Nowadays that, that is, type yeah. of the that We've word that using of the word so. yeah like mm. I remember the TGF bros. You know those guys? Oh my the Brummy lads? Stocks and shares love these. Does he? Does he? Always playing in the house, man. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so like, it's like they, those guys, just, they were like, how did you get big on YouTube? And they were like, we literally like sub for sub. That was it. We sub for sub wow. until we were like at a certain stage. We'd mm. just go on people's pages and just say, do you want to sub for sub? Do you want to sub? Yeah, yeah. Copy paste, copy paste. And they were like, that like truly started off a platform where we had like a few, like a yeah, lot of thousand yeah. subscribers so we could start producing this content. Mm. I remember doing that myself back in the day, but like, yeah, you know, we did like, that on, it's, uh, too pre- it's too prestige nowadays, isn't it? Like if you did mm. that, people were like, oh, you're, to be fair, there's bots nowadays and I don't think that helps. The bots don't help at all, yeah. Like on, on Instagram, it's just every, 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 every page, yeah. everything <laughs> is just bots, bots, bots. Um, oh man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You, you got to start somewhere, but yeah, collaborating probably helps because you're only going to reach a more of an audience when you, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like by me being on this podcast and you being on the, I can share him. I can make a video and say, oh, I was on Jordan's podcast. Yeah, Go over yeah, and check yeah. his podcast out. I've got a few friends who now start watching your, your YouTube as well. Mm, mad. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. That's the way. I think yeah. I think that's something that we're going to see more on YouTube this well, after lockdowns and stuff at least. People yeah, collaborating a lot it. more. We kind of saw it with um, Team 10, was it? Jake Paul's one. They like bought this house and it had all his boys in there. Yeah, so. true. Team, yeah, all that stuff. Like the <laughs> like the, the Sidemen house and all that. Mm, that that's yeah. what they're from. Collaborating with each other. Yeah, yeah. How mad's that? I actually even forgot. Now they're millionaires. Forgot about them. Yeah. Now they're millionaires. Shout out Vixter, man. Vixter, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they started all that stuff, but weird, isn't it? And then there was all the gaming houses and like they're all millionaires. Yeah, yeah. These banks and all that. Yeah. It's crazy, mate. Right, really Deji, if you're listening, I want to fight. Yeah. <laughs> on June, is it June 21st? Yeah, but, like, like, you, you <laughs> I want to fight Deji specifically. You know that, like, that's, Kavos was doing that with, wanting to fight, um, I don't know who it was, he was like, oh, man. rice gum, rice gum. <laughs> because that's just like, that's actually collaborating, isn't it? If, if, mm. if Kavos went in and started fight, like, obviously rice gum's not going to do that because you get beaten up, but like, mm. that's a way of collaborating. That whole boxing scene was a way of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat everyone growing, 
Mm. Um, yeah, I think the first KSI Logan Paul was at the most streamed event of the year or something, wasn't it? Crazy. Like 500,000 fucking pay-per-view tickets. I was like, jeez, man. That is crazy. Yeah, but maybe one day, like, like we've all we've all just got to jump on it. You might be on a podcast with someone one day, and that will bury you. Like, yeah. like the you know what the side men do with um, they'll like bring people on side men yeah. Tinder or side yeah, men yeah, yeah, side yeah, yeah. Sundays or I don't know what they call it. I watched one the other day where they did haircuts for people. <laughs> and they brought out different YouTubers and just gave them haircuts. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. They've got the power there. to just like make someone's career, which is crazy. Mm. That's what I want, man. Yeah, that's what everyone wants. Right? Yeah. Everyone wants just like. <laughs> It's not like um, oh Instagram share for share you get followers, followers don't really lead you anywhere. But like mm. I guess if you had enough, you would you'd be able to start selling things. But yeah, with YouTube, yeah. you're able to like it's an audience it's that you can share to. Yeah, it's yeah, a community. Yeah, yeah. So it's completely understandable why like it's such a thing to gain subscribers. Um, mm. Cool man, it's really cool. I, I've I've always loved it, and I think I always will. Yeah, this is the year we both hit one K, man. One K. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're, you're solid. I, I've just started, mate. Nah, like, I've, say. What am I on? 460? And I've kind of just stopped there for a while. Nah, month, but so. you're, the thing is, <laughs> when you're at that stage, it's like, keep producing the content consistently, which yeah. you have been doing. And eventually it gets picked up because there's always going to be a new audience to something. That's true. Yeah. I, the, the, the reason I, when I went to university, I was like doubting, um, I was doubting the subject, like people kept saying, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse subject, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, like, I've got a stat here. Crazy. Uh, I saved it. I always saved Statman it. Statman Jack. Look, yeah, Statman Jack. <laughs> so I was, I was like, oh, why am I, why am I kind of going into media production? Like, why do I actually want to do it and not do an apprenticeship? And I thought to myself, I saw this stat. So the most dramatic that so this was in 2016 just okay. before i went to university i saw this mm. the most dramatic positive change in our global economy is about to occur between 2016 and 2020 three to five billion new consumers who have never purchased never uploaded or never invented or sold anything are about to come online and provide a mega surge in the global economy mm. when i read that i was like Okay, like I know why I want to. Yeah. I, I know why I want to go into media production because mm. there's a bag. Here. It's all going to be online. Yeah, mm. it's, the, the future is online, and there is a bag here. Exactly. So, yeah. I remember going to university like completely like the, like you know when people try and say to you going to university, oh, it's not worth the money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're never going to see that money. Like, you're never going to have to pay that money. So, like, yeah, it's uh, phantom debt. I call it phantom debt. That's a good way of describing it. I'm just going to earn exactly 25 and a half pay for the next 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> for no, the rest of my pension. I know a lot of people who came out of uni and got like solid 35k jobs off the back of uni. And it, it's just nothing. It's like piss. They're not, they're not paying back <laughs> like anything. So yeah, it's true. That should have been something you do on your degree. They just give you like a random product. They'd make, cool. make a trailer for this. But that's the your, point. Like there's family. a whole subject of how Rick and Morty can like influence this new generation of like <laughs> creatives. Cause they are so creative. It's Literally. crazy. And Big Les as well. I love Big how Les, creative yeah. they are. That's funny, man. I've got to watch more of that. Yeah, I, I just introduced Jordan to some Big Les and he's got a whole world <laughs> that he needs to dive into now. <laughs> Again, for the for the listeners, if you are listening at this point, you know, thanks thanks, thanks for, for continuing yeah. to listen at this point. Um, but yeah, if, if, you, uh, if you enjoy Rick and Morty or, you know, the kind of animated series on Netflix, uh, um, type in Big Les on YouTube. So really enjoyable. Uh, have a watch.
Nice plug. <laughs> yeah, I'm plugging as if I am Jared Wright. Am I Jared Wright? Who knows? Who knows? I'm Banksy. Yeah. And this is Channel 5 News. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the new Banksy popped up in um, uh, pretty close to here, actually. Me and my uh, girlfriend walked totter, it. Totter him down? Totter, tot, Totterdon or something totter, like that, yeah. yeah. Um, it, <laughs> it had already been almost like vandaled. I mean, someone put like a plastic shield around it, but mm. like someone drew like chicken legs on the wall in front of it. So like oh, trying oh, to man. take a picture of it just makes it look stupid now. So yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I guess can just uh, prop it out or something, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure people just paint over the wall in front, but it's yeah. just, it made for my pictures on the day just a bit. <laughs> yeah. Kind of ruined it. I've got to do a proper Banksy tour. That's one thing I like about Bristol. Um, and I, even uh, I saw a lot in the Bournemouth video you did for um, Baby Step I'm like there's some like really creative cities out there yeah, like, exactly. Hounslow is just so bad I mean Hounslow's not a city it's part of London London's really quite good but yeah no Bristol's going to be one leg of the tour on the Baby Step tour um, I think it's going to be our third <laughs> leg of the tour okay so it's good that I live here now so I can kind of suss out the area before we kind of get involved because obviously Bournemouth I've lived there for like four years so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I had connections but when we're going to do London next uh, obviously, when things open when, up again, yeah, and then yeah, Bri- Bristol third September, man, September twenty twenty one, recording this. <laughs> yeah, literally. How was that? Um, so wait, London, Bristol. You have Leeds, obviously Manchester as well. Uh, I think we're doing. So we did Bournemouth, London, Bristol, Liverpool. Is Liverpool below Manny? No, Manny, yeah. Manny, Liverpool, Leeds. Okay. Six legs, and then we're going to Amsterdam. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's vibes. That's vibes. Very exciting stuff. Stay tuned, people. <laughs> Where can people find it? I guess. <clears throat> Baby um, Step YouTube page. Yeah, it, we, it was posted to the... So, yeah, if you don't know, if you don't know already. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> um, if you don't know, um, I helped, basically, Josh and the Baby Step team create... Uh, we're doing like a tour of the UK, uh, basically interviewing and finding artists from music, culture, anything. So so for the Bournemouth episode, we interviewed a street artist who does big murals called uh, t- uh, t- Tech Moon. Um, we interviewed a tattoo artist called Brandon. We interviewed a store owner called James. And we, who was like a vintage store owner, that is, sorry. And we interviewed a up and coming rapper called Jay. So that's like four examples. And then in between, we just kind of like recorded the creativity in the city. But the idea is that we're going to go up and down the country and just kind of put a spotlight, just spotlighting artists and creatives Mm. because a good way of sharing and growing yourself is by, uh, what, like we were saying, connectivity yeah, and and um collaborating with other people and as you can imagine obviously living around bournemouth at the uh, bristol at the moment so much art all around the city and that's yeah, just yeah, on yeah. the walls so i can only imagine what like when i moved here and i saw on the poster saying the creative revolution in bristol is now i remember thinking right okay, yeah I, I can see why people right creatives want to come to the city yeah yeah so um so vibrant man yeah such a vibrancy there's so much going on and i'm quite excited to do the next leg of the tour Obviously, like I haven't even explored what the city's like when all things are open and stuff. So, yeah. I've only I've only <laughs> been here when everything's closed down. So I'm quite excited to kind of explore when things open up again. But yeah, yeah, that's really nice. 
<clears throat> and you, you do start to appreciate um, the niceness of places. At least this year, at least me personally. And it's like, I haven't really gone for walks much, but it's like, when I was outside, it's like, damn, it's actually quite an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen some light and you're like, oh my God, some vitamin D. It's making, like, it's creating all kinds of like potions going on inside my brain. Something just smells good. What is that? Grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not even been cut yet, you crackhead. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, you begin to appreciate like the world a lot more when you're just looking at a screen for 16 hours a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But even like walking around Hounslow these days, it's like, you just want to be someone nicer. At least me. I don't know. Maybe you like Hounslow, but. <laughs> no, there was always that. Of Burger King. No, I, I know what you mean. There was always that point of the, the when I, the, 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 ugh, Jesus, I can't spit my words up. The reason I kind of moved um, from London uh, during lockdown to Bristol was because I was kind of just sick of London for a while. Like, I'd, I, I think because I would came from university in Bournemouth, um, I came back to London for like six months during the first lockdown. Uh and all I was doing was working. It kind of made me a bit bored because I I was already used to my surroundings. Um, yeah. But not only that, I was now living with my parents again. And not, yeah. not that that's like restrictive, but it's like... It is like a backward step, I guess. It's like, like a backward step. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, moving to Bristol was kind of like logical at that stage because I just wanted to <clears throat> m- move on and kind of like do something new. And mm. it's been pretty shit, let's be honest. Like yeah. moving to a new city and not being able to do anything has absolutely sucked but there's light at the end of the tunnel hopefully once things move on i can get a solid job yeah that's the plan that's the plan and it will just make life a bit more easy because apparently life's a bit boring yeah that's why it's cool to be creative like we're doing i know yeah man that's that's actually quite funny because i feel like i feel like a lot of creatives well maybe i'm just being a bit biased but like in general i feel like creative guys are doing better in the lockdown in terms of like we're just a lot less stressed yeah i agree man you can just do it it doesn't really stop your life you can still make a video or like a podcast or i agree man i agree nothing's changed for like right well nothing's like sean tells me nothing's changed for him was it was he on the podcast at the point where it was lockdown he, i think it was just after lockdown there you go he yeah. i can I, maybe it was him at the point at that stage saying oh nothing's changed for me yeah and like to be honest a lot yeah a lot of um a lot of industries nothing has changed like i guess if you are um Working from home. What do you actually call that? You are... Whatever. If you are working from home, like, nothing has changed. Um, yeah. That's what I really want to do. I wish I had that kind of type of job because I am a yeah. very, like... I could see myself just working from home if I yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. Like, the next-door neighbours both work from home. Oh, man. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> they just work for, like, I guess, firms that don't require them yeah, to be in. And that... If, I wish I had that throughout lockdown because... <laughs> You have the benefit of still working and still doing something. Yeah. But you're in, you're just, you don't have to deal with anyone. I yeah. wish I had that. To some degree, I, I would prefer going some, like somewhere. Somewhere. To yeah, yeah, no, no. But yeah. maybe that's because like, my office is my room. Maybe that's but that's what I mean. Like it, it, I wouldn't <laughs> mind if it was an office that I was going to, but currently I'm it's working in store. a supermarket. So yeah. it's just like, it sucks. Like I wish I was um, actually doing what I wanted to be doing, but I, ca- I can't complain to job is yeah, to be fair, that would be such a sick blog. Like, maybe because you're halfway doing... into it now. But if he was like, I oh, graduated and now I'm working in the shop, and then like, we just see how stressed you get <laughs> over the last six months. Because <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I'm fucking so bored of this. <laughs> and then the video just blows up. 
in brackets very emotional <laughs> <laughs> bad ending <laughs> that's not Super a bad idea fucking, to be um, fair stacking shelves gone wrong just <laughs> maybe maybe if i sort my job out and I have to give my two weeks notice in i've got two weeks to like vlog just my last experience <laughs> that'd be good there's an idea there well, you should, you know you should start I, tweets before you quit and then be like my last two weeks <laughs> very emotional very emotional <laughs> gone wrong <laughs> must watch till the end <laughs> yeah true oh god but yeah is that it's all is like that just all, past two hours so. <laughs> is that all uh, any other questions before we uh, one last one how would you one like last. to be remembered I'd just be remembered fucking hell that's, be, that's the true Geordie finish run yeah. Right, really? la- last question for you, lad. How would you like to be remembered? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I would like to be remembered by that goal I scored in the first ever AVB match <laughs> where uh, I um, baptised the uh, goal with that finesse shot I got past Jason. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, nah, I'm joking. Man. Fuck Jason, man. Um, that's that's my that's a joke. Every episode we got, every time I talk to someone from A side, we got to say fuck Jason. Just like, oh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? All right. <laughs> Jason, fuck you, man. I'll put it in like ad libs in the in the video somewhere. So like, I'll be like, oh, so how was Bournemouth? You be like, oh, fuck Jason. <laughs> it's like completely out of nowhere. All oh, right. You actually cover <laughs> what I say with like negative things I say. Yeah, fair. When, when you ask me like, oh, so what do you think a stream art movies are? I'd be like, fuck Jason. Fuck Jason. <laughs> fair. <laughs> that's so random. <laughs> What, he'll be listening like what the fuck is wrong what's going on <laughs> really got under his Jason really got under Jordan's skin <laughs> at school bloody hell nah, that's funny it's because I think Josh said it he said fuck B-side at the end of his podcast oh right and Jason sent it to me he's like oh, I heard this by the way and I was like two, <laughs> oh, hours, <laughs> two hours in I'm like fucking hell oh fair yeah, play, a fair play hey fuck you Jason or fuck B-side <laughs> we want a fucking rematch man <laughs> To be fair, what, how do you think like we would all actually do in an 11 aside game? Like, do you think, I mean, I don't know of anyone in both teams who does like still plays 11 aside. There might be some people. Yeah, I don't think so. But um, it would be quite an interesting one if we all actually kind of trained. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's required to do a 5k run, <laughs> like a few 5k runs before, before the, game. the game, just so everyone has somewhat of endurance to actually yeah. get through the game. That'd be quite good. That'd be sick. Jason, make it happen. Leave a comment in the uh, comment section if yeah, yeah, if, if we should do an AVB number four. It's the fourth, four. fourth return. Or we just do another John Proctor Cup when lockdown ends. I think that'd be a cool way of like... I definitely want to do a little tournament again. Yeah, no, I think that was, that'd be really cool. I think that'd be really cool if we all did like a seven-a-side tournament. Everyone could definitely get seven or eight players. Yeah, worst case, just take some from the other team. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. I look, well, that's that's a great way to end it. <laughs> yeah, nice wholesome ending. Nice wholesome ending <laughs> from school back to school. <laughs> there you Game go. full circle. Yeah. Actually, let me actually end it on this. What, would, what was your number one like school memory? Number one school memory. You're oh, so hard because I... Like I said it's earlier. Infinite. <laughs> yeah, nah. And forgot those. Number one school memory. Like if I just say Saint Mark's now, nah, what what came to your mind? What what type of memory? Because I have I, mean, I, I have, have like different I have different like <laughs> draws in my brain for different memories. Yeah. Funny, funny, I would say that comes to my brain. A lot of ski ski trip holidays come to my brain. Nice. Because we did a lot of skiing. Me and Patrick. We spent a lot of time together on skiing. That's nice. Another one, probably, uh, this is not one, but like, yeah, Dylan just springs to mind because he's just 
<laughs> Some of the shit he did was insane. Uh, number one school memory. It's hard to say, man. I've just got some... For some reason, the playground mm. just comes to mind. There's yeah. so much that happened in those walls um, that just reminds me of like good times. Mm. I, I honestly couldn't give you one, to be honest, mate. That's just the whole, thing, the whole thing was a good laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, to be fair, I was thinking the whole time, what's my number memory? Like, yeah, there you go. Uh, exactly the same. <laughs> there you go, exactly. If I asked you the same question, what about uni? What's your, what would be your one uni oh, memory? Oh man, uni's been, I don't want to say bad, but it's like, because school set the bar so high, like I thoroughly enjoyed school. I kind of thought I'd go into uni, make the exact same friends, but like a bit older. Uh, like I thought school would be like recess and then uni would be like community. I assume you skim both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't like that at all. Like, mm. to be fair, it's kind of my bad. I never put the effort into make the, you know, friends that are like me yeah yeah yeah. like i found a couple of guys that i like yeah you guys are cool let me just hang out with you and i never actually <laughs> did more than that yeah i guess my key memory if any would have been in my in the first time of first year i was working in domino's i was doing night shifts uh i quit the first time because night shifts was fucking long <laughs> I, I was starting work at like 7 p.m finish at 5 a.m and <laughs> have lectures the next day so that was jesus a bit mad. christ yeah it's nuts but there was a night where I think I finished early that shift, finished at like midnight. So I went to the club, <laughs> went to the club, like no sleep. The Domino's hat still on, the uniform still on. <laughs> so funny. I was catching a wine with this girl. My friends are, like, oh, Jordan. He's like, you took the Domino's hat. He's got the pizza hat. <laughs> you have been served. Because <laughs> he messaged me before I got there. He's like, oh, he's like come ask you that tonight, whatever. He's like, oh, it's not very good. Blah, blah, blah. I was just come for the drinks, innit? He took my hat instantly, like three girls start dancing on him. He's like tearing the club up. It's the hat. I was like, whoa. It's the, hat. <laughs> the DJ starts playing like, um, <laughs> You started playing um, Don't Mind, that Kent Jones song. That That's the only song I remember from 2016. <laughs> and it was so just, like, many fucking, was fucking cheesy club songs from back then. I just then. saw my dominance had been passed around and the girls being passed around with the hat. <laughs> 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 oh God, uni is it's wild, man. I mean, I'm the same, like, this, I know we're supposed to end it, but yeah. the <laughs> whole just, like, cut this whole bit yeah, you, can, you can cut it and move it back. <laughs> no, yeah, um, the the whole of the start of uni was wild. Like yeah. I can re- like the first night I got to uni, um, I can remember thinking like shit, man. Like Rory was coming the next day. I knew uh, Jack McGinty, and oh, yeah. he 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 oh, he'd got into a flat. So he had people who was going out with a flat and I was messaging, but he was bad with his phone at the time. Yeah. So I was in a hotel because <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't get into halls straight away. I had to stay in a hotel for like two weeks, which Fuck was you know. rough. Yeah. Probably should have said this earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like the, the uni like overbooks, so like they rely on people dropping out. Yep. So I stayed in a hotel for like two weeks before. So my whole like first two weeks of freshers, I was in a hotel and it was really rough. Like it it, it was a it was an old people's hotel, so it was hilarious because uh. But there was a pool there and I could swim mm. every day, which was quite nice. Pretty sick. But I couldn't really cook properly. Yeah. Anyway, cut long story short, my <laughs> first few nights in Bournemouth in unit, uh, in, um, like, during freshers were insane. Like, yeah. it was wild. Not knowing an area, going out, everyone being out in the town. Like, I feel so bad for students now who are doing <laughs> freshers and they do, didn't yeah, get yeah. to experience that because you, you, you make so many friends with random people. Not that you, like, keep like stick to knowing them but like i've got so mm. many people in my contact book who i've just yeah, added on yeah, yeah, drug yeah. nights out in freshers who i never spoke to again mm. um but yeah uh it was really good fun but yeah probably the best thing that came out of uni is 
my girlfriend and my degree. Cute. Cute, cute way to end it. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you've enjoyed. And um, yeah, go check out my channel as well. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're still listening at this point, um, go check out my channel, Jack Chat on YouTube. Um, yeah, I just chat about some random stuff, uh, sport or just being random and enjoyable. So yeah, if you like what you hear, come over. Thanks a lot. Have a good evening, guys. Bye-bye.